so mm. good to hear that song again. It's been ages. It's been days, weeks, months, but we are finally back. Should I play that? Your gaming podcast. I, we used to say weekly podcast, but listen, we're gonna get to that point <laughs> at some point. But we're back. That's what matters. That's that's, that's what matters don't, right now. That's what matters. Don't it's, don't make promises that we we can't keep. <laughs> we're trying to figure it out, yo. We're trying to figure it out. There's, there's been so much going on in our lives that um, it's it's it's, it's just it's just good it's just good to be back. Uh, and we are back with. And I feel like this is going to be a, uh, a just I guess like a a, a quick yeah. episode. We say quick. <laughs> we say quick, but um. Nah, this isn't going to be a two-hour episode. No, uh, I don't think it, it can be. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some video games that we've yeah. been playing. Um, and and honestly, y'all, this is mostly just like a uh, uh, just to see if, if I could still record. And I have different yeah. equipment. And I just want to make sure everything is right. So this is really a test episode. For, so show, shout out to everybody that's been like asking for episodes. Shout out to everyone that's been being like, yo, what's, what happened? Should I play that? Like, I need to know what video games I need to play. We are back. We are back to let you know what to play. And I am here joined with Rod and our Twitch mod, Elena. How you doing? What's going on, everybody? How, how's everybody? How's, how's everyone feeling? How's it feel to be back? Feels great. Love it. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, Elena's response on that. Uh, yeah, no, it, it it is good, though. It is good. Um, we want to figure something out to, to be on here more consistently. But uh, I'm really excited because not only is it our episode back, but um, one episode before our famous or infamous, maybe, game of the year list, which is always really fun. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a it's gonna be an interesting interesting show this year or interesting interesting game of the year mm-hmm. discussion uh we we've, we've done it a couple of different ways in the past but i feel like th- this way that we're 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 doing it now is more of like a refined like i i sort of know how to like <laughs> uh fight for certain things that i know is gonna make it i know how to like push for mm-hmm. certain games and or, or sort of let some games yeah. go because I know it's not going to make yes, the list. Yes, exactly, right? It's at the at the end of the day we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but the knives do come out at some point. <laughs> I got one knife ready to go. Oh, all right, see it For begins. Only one game. <laughs> well, don't don't spoil the people quite yet on what that okay. is, but I, I I think they might have a good idea <laughs> if they're if they're ardent listeners to the show. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that and uh, excited to chat with you all. It's not even a full house, really. We're missing uh, our main man, James. Uh, shout out to him. But uh, he will be present for Game of the Year. So looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And let us know uh, you guys' Game of the Year. Uh, we, we should do like a, like a community like Game of the Year. See, see what, we'll see what the, the listeners are, are, are saying yes. in the Game of the Year. Um, is it Sonic Frontiers? <laughs> Is it is it Pokemon Arceus? Uh, is it Horizon Forbidden Chelsea. West? Huh. Oh, I thought I thought we were just throwing out ah. troll picks. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I thought we were just trolling. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's go. Let's, I guess we can sort of jump into it. Let's jump into our what you've been playing and yes. Rod. What yeah, I get playing? to start this week. Um, so. What you've been playing is is going to start with a little bit of what we've been watching, uh, you know, 
slick reference to our uh, long defunct podcast that I miss dearly. Uh, but but uh, The Last of Us on HBO has been airing for the last few months, and I haven't really talked to um, anyone about it except Elena uh, a little bit. We've we've talked a little bit about it, um, but I'm very curious to hear. What you all starts are. I mean, this thing came out at the middle of January, right? Um, yes. And it had a lot of buzz behind it, uh, mostly because of the cast pedigree. Pedro Pascal's in it. Uh, Bella Ramsey had some buzz from her Game of the Thrones uh, role. And uh, Nick Offerman and, and Anna Torv. Just a lot of good names. And Craig Ma- uh, Mazin, I think his name, his last name is. Uh, he yes. did Chernobyl, uh, which was fantastic. Um, a show I actually just watched last year. And it's very, very good. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of people were just looking forward to this. And and I have to say, so far, I like it quite a bit. Um, it's it's very, very good. Uh, and it's, it's lived up to those expectations. I think it's deserved all the praise that it's received so far. And I think the, the most important thing that it's done is when it diverts from the game, uh, they're very smart about it. They're very tactful in where they are making changes um, and and making a what I thought was a solid story in that first game uh, to be even better in some spots. Uh, a lot of people would argue that the Bill storyline in and I guess I should say up front we're, we'll probably spoil what's happening like in the show. Uh, maybe not like past the point that they've aired, which is episode five. But uh, if you have not watched the show and you're interested, maybe skip ahead a minute or two. Uh, but yeah, all the stuff with Bill just being changed until um, you get more backstory on him uh, and his partner and, and, and everything that, that they went through. And, and even changing his fate um, in, in the show uh, to, to be more in line with the story that they're trying to tell, uh, the character arc and journey that, that they're going on in the show, I just think is really, really smart. So, yeah, what do you, uh, what do you all think about this? Uh, Elena, what are your thoughts on the show so far? I love how they turned Bill into a, a gay libertarian. Okay, libertarian. Yeah, <laughs> he well, it is. is yeah, right. I mean, and it, it, anarchist, maybe more aligned. Uh, I mean, some some might say he is uh, just your standard right winger. Uh, some might say. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he doesn't but, trust the government, so I don't know. Because he yeah. he was like, yeah, that's right, you fucking Fedra people. He's like they're all they're all Nazis. Yeah. He's like they were. Yeah, which is right out of the playbook of you know of of, of certain certain individuals. For, but yeah, it is very it is a very poignant like comparison. Um, that in fact that point isn't necessarily like made in the game, right? Like it's not overtly referenced, yeah. right? Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's and that's one of the smart changes that they've made, right? Is that they've they've really honed in on what's going on culturally, like in our world, and made it relevant to the characters in the show. And I, I just think that that's super brilliant. I really and like I that. actually love the first episode to show like how quickly everything deteriorated. Like, like it was just like a normal school day, and then by nightfall, everything went to shit. And yeah. then it did that beautiful one-to-one uh, of the truck chasing, kind of, of, like, the camera hiding in the back of the truck and you're driving through Austin. I thought that yeah. was great. 
Yeah, it gives very, um, if you're familiar with the film Children of Men uh, from like 10 years ago, maybe at this point with Clive Owen, uh, he in uh, Alfonso Cuaron directed it. It's a very familiar scene. In fact, when I played The Last of Us game, that same scene kind of made me think of that movie. And so it was really kind of an inception moment to see them go for the shot in the game, which was also based on the shot from the movie. So it was like a snake eating its own tail for a minute. But you're right, though. It works beautifully. Um, and even the fake out, like I enjoyed the little fake out with there where you think they're going to get T-boned by the car like they do in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's actually the airplanes uh, or something coming off of the airplane that that uh, wrecks everything. And I just thought that that was a cool subversion of, of your expectation. And um, I thought I was going to hate them removing the spores but I don't hate it as much now. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. they prolonged um, Tess's death a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Like, that scene, I feel like they could have... Like, I don't know, it felt a little dragged on. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand why. Yeah, yeah. The the That death scene... Out, like so, like the the part where like the tendrils are like coming out of the yeah, that mouth, was that was weird. Like, yeah, Ugh. but I don't know. I I think it's a cool. I think it's cool. I think it's um as you said, Rod. I like the fact that they're like they're they're keeping it really close to the game, but when they do make those deviations, like it's something that like I haven't besides like the mm-hmm. spores. I haven't really said, hmm, I'm surprised they did it this mm-hmm. way. Like, each time it's been, okay, I, I like that they did yeah. this. So, and, 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 like, and that was intentional, too. So, did, I think, does this mean that we, is it, because the, the, um, the, the main writer, like, was he, was he the game director or was he the writer for Last uh, He was, uh, yeah, both. Truckman? Both. He was a creative director and, and wrote on it. Yeah. I want to say Bruce Straley was a co-writer on that i would think there would be a team okay. at least like a two or three yeah i might be wrong but i, I want to say that it was i think bruce Straley was involved in it he was not involved in two he had left the studio at that point but it was a team of neil Druckmann and bruce Straley. They, they co-wrote the game um and i know neil Druckmann was like director i don't know if there was a co-director there but yeah he kind of did both roles yeah but 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 it sort of shows that if you're gonna do this mm-hmm. right, like include like the main like the people that actually like created mm-hmm. the the franchise, because uh, I find like that's the problem with a lot of, uh, I'm not gonna say a lot of like the video games Adaptations. going moving yeah. over to movies, yeah. But like for the most part, we like for example, Halo. I know that there was a article that went out that said something about like the the writers of the show like not even playing the game or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Or like they hated Halo, Halo, or they didn't, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like that doesn't it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like if you hate Halo, why write a Halo TV show? <laughs> yeah, like and, and, and that's that's such a weird one because the series to me is like ripe with stuff you can do in a cool sci-fi environment, and just bungling it mm-hmm. so badly is just sad. And you you watch something like Last of Us. And you realize that the pedigree of HBO matters too. Like the yes, fact that they, they they gave it the the budget that it needed uh, and the attention and marketing um, that necessary t- that they understood like the core of this series, like what it was actually about. They didn't turn this into like just another zombie show. Um, you know, there are zombie like creatures in it, but it's not 
it's not about them. The series, the game series is arguably not about them either. It's about the human relationship between the two central characters. And, and I think the show tries to stay true to that. And I think that's why it's, it's so successful. Yeah. They do a really good job of showing, um, I don't feel like Joel, he, you can see that he's like still dealing with, you know, his daughter dying. He's still dealing with Tess dying. Like it's, it's, you could, you could really tell like it's, it's really like affecting him. Yeah. Tearing at him. Yeah. So, and I, and I like like the dynamic that he's having now with Ellie. You can see that now that they've traveled for a little bit longer, like they're, uh, he's, he's laughing at her jokes now, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. I feel like if you're on like a long road trip, and by day, if by day two or three, if you're not <laughs> laughing at the other person's joke, is not you're not is not a good time. Yeah, don't do yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good call out. Um, I will say it's super surreal seeing like PlayStation Productions and Naughty Dog like in the credits for this prestige HBO drama. Like, as someone who just watches a lot of you know television and film, it's just so weird seeing the streams cross in that way like it's like oh my god like the game industry is really you know blown up into this thing where like my 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 parents my parents are watching the show and that's just really weird because i would never in a million years get them to sit down and watch the game the last of us or even play it so the fact that they're like they didn't even know it was based on a video game um even though it's prominently displayed in the opening credits, like they didn't realize that it was. Um, and I still think that there's a stigma with a lot of people that game stories are are one very simple, rudimentary thing. And The Last of Us show is proving to, I think, a large amount of people that they're pretty varied. Uh, you know, so. Look, listen, next, we, we give, give Kojima a show. Oh, he Jesus. really next. wants to. Honest to God, he really <laughs> wants to. Yeah, can't wait to see the uh, real-life version of Quiet. I'm joking, by the way. That is not something I think they need to put on television. (laughs) I only wish that Assassin's Creed and Uncharted got better treatment. Especially Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed did get that uh, Michael Fassbender movie. (laughs) That's right. Fuck, that was so bad. (laughs) The only good parts was, like, the actual, like parkour like going into the past scenes but everything else like just fucking sucks yeah yeah i mean do you so i don't think we're in the stage where you know like comic book movies had a they pretty much they figured out like the right formula for comic book movies and just became a Mm -hmm. big thing do you think this is you think HBO has like figured out like a formula or do you think just the source material was just so good? That that's so, that's such a good question. Like I, I don't know if they did because yeah, I, I, cause oh, Game ahead, of Thrones, like, like you could like look at Game of Thrones and obviously like the budget has increased, but like the storytelling was bad towards the end, but then House of Dragon was pretty good. So I don't know. It just depends on who they hire. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it is I think it depends on what the creative team is like. Craig Mazin has like is a noted video game fan, specifically of The Last of Us. He's talked a lot about that. Like he knows what's going on in the space. Um, so and he understands good story clearly from his past work. So like I, I think it truly is who what like who the creative team is. I, I don't know if it's just specific to The Last of Us. I do think that there's a way to 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 fuck that up. Like I said earlier, it's like 
making the focus about the infected, not putting enough of that focus on Joel and Ellie, developing that sufficiently, you know. Um, and there have been a few missteps in the show, not a lot. Like, for instance, I think the Kathleen stuff, I, I don't think landed as well. I love Melanie Linsky. She's fantastic. She's like a amazing, an amazing actress. Um, I don't know if that character's arc fully worked for me. Totally. Um, she is a show creation, um, like something totally original. And um, I don't think that's why it didn't work exactly. I think there were other things involved with that. But my point is that, you know, I, I, I think there are ways to mess up that story. They're not doing it so far. We're about halfway through. So there's there's still time. But um, <laughs> but but I think. I think it really is just who's behind it. Like, for instance, we know there's a God of War show coming. We know there's a Horizon show coming. I don't think those are just guaranteed hits. In fact, I think the Horizon show can be terrible, honestly. Yeah, like, I think that that can actively be really bad if you don't, they don't have the budget to make that stuff real. Um, How they build out. Even use, like, practical effects for some of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, how they approach that is going to really matter. So, I don't know if HBO really figured out a formula. I guess we're just going to have to have to just see, you know. So, here's here's my question, mm-hmm. last question. So, they've already confirmed that they're doing um like the Last yeah. of Us 2 mm-hmm. uh, season 2. Do you see them making a season 3? And then just sort of at that point, sort of like what what happened with Game of Thrones. Going uh, past it. Start like going past it and going off. So, so, so they've talked about this explicitly, actually. So they've said that um, season or the last of us part two, the game, the video game um, can be split into two seasons. Um, Oh yeah, that's true. So, so that's number one. And then whatever her face is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we don't want to spoil anything for people who may not have played that yet. But um, but so that's number one. And number two is that they've said that they will not go and adapt material that is not present in the games. So we know that's not going to be a thing. Woo. That's already a plus. That's that's. They they've they've they already got God of War. They can still make more money. They got God of War. They can do that, and maybe they could give another shot at like. But does that does that mean we get Last of Us three soon? I mean, I I have to think that they're working on. There's heavy rumors that that's Druckmann, Neil Druckmann's next game is part three. And by the time that we get to a theoretical Last of Us season three, which would cover presumably the back half of that game, I think we will see that in like 2026. 2027 um you're not gonna see a season two in 2024 that's not gonna happen so no yeah that's gonna be 2025 probably um and if you if that if it's on a a, this two-year break like most of the prestige dramas are nowadays then we're looking at 2027 for season three which leaves them a 2029 date for a season four with a part three what were we at 2023 that's six years from from now um and would be eight years or nine from but uh, from season or part two to a part three of Last of Us, so yeah, I I think we will get it. Ew, I'll be so old by then. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just questioning my but own mortality. It, Go ahead. Nah, but no, it's, it's it's good to see that they they didn't yeah, fuck this up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, and then the next thing, the thing I've actually been playing is uh, Chris. You and I have both been playing this. Um, is 
Hi Fi Rush by Tango Gameworks, is it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Wait, so are my, they the same ones that did that one game that I couldn't stand because I didn't like the puzzles? The uh, Evil no. Within? Ghostwire? No. Oh, wait, am I thinking of a different one? What was that? Yeah, those those are the last... Those are the last two games that they made. Was they made uh, Evil Within one and two, and Ghostwire Tokyo? Okay, I'm thinking of something else. Then I was thinking of that uh, spy game where. It oh was... yeah, I know what you're talking about. We, you, Chris, you and I played that co-op. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, you had to communicate through voice chat to complete. Yeah, it. yeah, it was not that game. No. Oh okay. Um. Yeah. So Hi-Fi Rush was a game that they they as an Microsoft, uh, they shadow dropped during in late January during their Microsoft Bethesda showcase thing. Um, direct, I guess they just stole that from Nintendo. Um, and they showed like four or five things, this being one of them. And they were like, hey, this is out today. And I saw a trailer, uh, like a few seconds of a trailer, and immediately closed it and said, I'm going to play this video game. Uh, and so I downloaded it immediately. Um, it looked like it had a visual style, kind of like Jet Set Radio, which already is like a plus for me. Um, kind of also gave me like irreverent Sunset Overdrive vibes too. Like that sort of fun nature. Um, I mean, Microsoft dropped like one or two games last year. And... Uh, one of them was a fucking banger, and now they dropped this at the very top of the year, which, I mean, this is an early game of the year contender. I'll just go ahead and say, like, I have not had this – I have not played a game like this in a very, very, very long time. Um, and uh, the whole idea of it is that it's this rhythm action game. Like, think – I don't want to say Devil May Cry, but it's, like, kind of in the – Similar style. Oh, it's an action game like that or Bayonetta or whatever, right? Um, where you get this move list, um, you can execute combos, and, and everything is timed to the beat. So in everything, like not just your movements, but like the environment, the way that things in the environment move are all on beat. Um, they also have created not just original songs, but they've licensed, um, you know, uh, Nine Inch Nails and like a, a, a Black Keys and a lot of other real life artists to be in the game and, and, and play their music. And it's just, it's just incredible. And there's a, there's a kineticism, uh, there's a charm to the game that is just irresistible. And usually the type of game that the, or the, the type of humor that this game has would normally like come off grading, like maybe in another game. But because the, this world is so bright and it's so colorful and it knows it's so silly, it's basically like a Saturday morning cartoon is what it feels like. Um, it is super charming. And I find myself chuckling quite often. Like, and I love the, you know, my lovable doofus of a protagonist of, of chai like he's he's a complete moron but he's super earnest about it. he's like um my ichiban basically of uh of this game uh, ichiban from from yakuza 7 and uh yeah I, I this game is just fucking incredible like every single thing that you get presented with is new i'm getting constantly like i'm about halfway through the game maybe like six seven hours or something uh i think level five out of ten presumably or something and and you get presented with a new mechanic like every 
other moment actually like you get a grapple you get a a a, a reflect or not a not a dodge it is a reflect right like you parry that's what i'm looking for uh you get a parry um different ways to engage with the enemies or in the combat that make you feel involved and the best part is if you're not rhythm inclined the game doesn't punish you for like necessarily being offbeat like things will still be executed just as they normally would you just get extra score and things of that nature um for for being on beat and of course you can do some extra damage with um finishing on beat as well so it's it's really cool chris what have you thought about uh about hi-fi rush listen hi-fi rush just like you know rod said completely came out of nowhere it was, it was shadow dropped and this is the way to go for games like don't don't tease me a game and I not see it for seven to eight years. Nah, just, just work on your game. And then when it's ready to drop, just drop it. Like, can, can we, before I even like, even like jump into the game, like just that concept of just the games just coming out. Like we need more. Of yeah. That. Uh, cause I feel like there's, there's a expectation of like when these games come out and we get so close to this, to the release date and then it's all right will will it get pushed back will it not get pushed back it eliminates all of that so i like i know of course um like there are certain publishers where like they they have to because of like investors they have to like announce these things just to like build you know anticipation and to i guess i don't know if there's like stocks involved or however whatever the investment side of that thing is like i get that but um I just as a as a consumer like I if if you put out something like this and it's great like I almost like I I think I'm actually going to buy this on yeah. PC when I when I get a Steam Deck like this is something that I'm definitely going to like double yeah. dip in at some point cuz it cuz it is something that's uh released uh day of on Game Pass uh but now nah, like I, I would definitely pick this game up. Again. I'm glad that you said that because this is the first game I think I've played on Game Pass where I was like, I want to purchase this. Like, I don't want to just play this on Game Pass. I want to, I want to buy it. And it's thirty bucks, I think MSRP. It's worth it's worth double yeah. that. I, I would pay the full sixty bucks for this. Um, like it, it's it's incredible what the value is in this game. It's incredible that Microsoft just had it. They just. They just had this game like in the oven, ready to go. And apparently, I was reading an article um, that uh, with a, I think an interview that the game director from Tango gave, and he was saying that like part of the shadow drop was because there was so much internal positive buzz about the game. They were just like, "What if we're, we're pretty much content complete and finished? Why don't we just boom like as a surprise out there?" Um, and I think that was that was definitely helped. So I think you're totally right about that. Um, and it's not even just that like the buzz came from being shadow dropped. That was certainly part of it. But the game is super quality on its own. I, we really can't stress that enough. Like, um, it, yeah. it's so thoughtful. So definitely, like you said earlier, game of the year contender. Um, but you know, it, for me, it like I have a problem of sticking with a game and like playing yeah. it to completion like that's that's how i really know that i'm really mm -hmm. liking the game is if i can actually like stick with it and like play it all yeah. the way through this is one of the games that has been it's been a minute since i've like like i've felt that like i'm, I'm i've been like like a, a game has like hooked its teeth into me and i i just ha have to play it and with game pass play it play it on the go with like you know the the like the 
streaming, the cloud yeah. service stuff. Like, it's good stuff. Yo, and listen, we say all this once again. If you haven't listened before, we're not sponsored by Microsoft because I don't want us coming off sounding like shills. But this game, <laughs> this, this game is really good. Um, and it's actually gotten me to uh, go back and, like, pick up Bayonetta 3 again. Uh, just because, like, I got back into that whole action arcade, mm-hmm. uh, like, just gameplay style. Um, and, and like you said, uh, it's something that if you're not too heavy on Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, if, like, that sounds intimidating to you, don't. Like, the game sort of has it set where um, your attacks always really hit on beat. But, like, you, you get, uh, what is it? Like, you, uh, you, have more, you, get, yeah. you get more damage when you actually yep. doing it on beat. And then if you really, like, need, like, you just can't get it down pat, uh, there's, like, an option to, like, hit a button, and, like, you'll see, like, this yeah. little bar show up at the bottom of the screen. You can use that to, like, time your attacks. But then also the game world. Like, the game world itself is so colorful, it's so animated, and it's also going along with the music. So you could also use, like, things that are going on in the environment. Like, at one point, um, one of the characters that you use as, like, a... Um, it's sort of like an assist. I like he's it's a character that which I I don't know if it's like spoiling, but it's it's a it's a character in this game that you get that is a, a black character, and I was like, wow, hmm, I wonder if this is what uh, Rod wanted Barry to be because he's literally Barry. Oh my god, I'm not, not gonna Barry. be able to unsee it now. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> It's just the, 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 the game world is just, it's colorful, but like, the, you know, this character, he's an assist. And while he's like, while you're doing the thing with him to, to, to assist you, I was like, wait a minute. Like I'm doing all of this based off of like the music. Can I just visually use what they show me on the screen to like, mm. like get like a perfect yeah. and you can like this, there's, 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 there's so many ways to, to really play this game that, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like most people could pick this up and at least like yeah i think so the accessibility options are are really really great here again not something i was expecting at all and i was a little i was a little concerned about that because i mean i am a big fan of rhythm games just in general um that's just my shit i play a lot of them but you know the type of hybrid that it was being sold as at first i was like ooh, i don't know if i'm gonna be very good at that but the from minute one all of those concerns just went out the window because i was just enthralled in in the visuals and the tone and just just how kick-ass everything felt like it just feels it feels like a good game to play like you said before that this is like normally you know a game is is worth a lot to you when you are not even thinking about like oh, I, I'm playing this game now for, like, how long? But you just get in, enraptured or enveloped in it, and that's pretty much what happened to me, too. I was I normally think about how long something is. I'll go look it up on how long to beat, and if it's, like, more than 10 hours, I'll probably groan. Uh, but this, I was like, I don't even want to look because I don't want it to end, like, anytime soon. It's it's amazing. Um, one, one, one more thing I want to say about this, because uh, I'm sure I'm going to bring it up again when I actually complete it, but if... Game Pass gave us pretty much two games in a row uh, that, you know, were funded. At least one of those were were directly for Game Pass, like intended uh, for play through that. I don't know if High Rush or Hi-Fi Rush was. I think it might have been. Um, But 
it, and I'm talking about Pentiment with that first game, Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush, if Game Pass allows the creation of these games or allows them to exist in a space where, like, people, like, anybody can just play them, download them and play them. I mean, these are two of the most unique games that I've played in, I don't know, in a, in a couple years, maybe. Um, they're really, really special, and I, I can start to see Microsoft's, like, vision with the service if they're going to put games like this on there like for me it's cool to have like halo and gears of war and all of the big games like that's fine but but these games these type of games are like the ones where i'm like ooh, this i want to see more of this i'm starting to get like early original xbox and early 360 vibes from 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 some of these smaller games from from these small studios um I'll say it, it'll also eliminate that conversation of, oh, Game Pass is, like, destroying game sales. No, like, without this service, some of these publish- or some of these developers wouldn't have the money to make the game, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're seeing some developers come out about that, mostly in favor of it. I've seen, like, in this past week, there was a whole, uh, that maybe that's a different topic for a different day, but I've seen some hubbub about, you know, it, it cannibalizing some degree of sales, but it seems like majority of the developers who are putting out games on here, it's specifically in the case of Pentiment and Josh Sawyer. He's been out there saying, if Game Pass wasn't a thing, this game wouldn't exist. Like, I would not be able to make uh, this game because uh, it, I would have no direct, like, funding to put into it. And I, yeah, I'm really thankful that these games can exist because I, like these are some of the best games of the year, you know. Do you, do you see Microsoft becoming like the Netflix of gaming, and and like just <clears throat> sort of? And I say that as in like them going out, reaching out to like all these different uh, developers and saying, "Hey, you know, we will give you this amount of money for for you to like develop a game for." Games. I mean, I think they would like to be. I th- if you were to ask them that, they would be like, "Hell yeah!" Like that's what we want to be. I think there are some there are some pitfalls with that i think with with i think for us in the short term like the the players the people the consumers like it's great for us um and i mean it's great for the developers i think too so as long as they're getting paid how long can they do that i i that part is up in the air but i mean yeah if if the developers are getting paid um rightfully then i'm happy with it and if, if they keep cranking out games like this then sure we know that that's their that's pretty much their end game, though, is to do things of that nature. Like, not just, like, license out the game, like a Plague Requiem or a Plague Tale or, or you know, uh, not Left 4 Dead, Black, Back for Blood and, and all that. But they they do want to make pentiments. Like, they want to give, like you said, give de- uh, developers money specifically to develop stuff for Game Pass, like, to, to put on their service. So, yeah, um, that's certainly a thing. I think there's some long-term implications of that, like game preservation you know if if that service needs to be taken down eventually like i would like that stuff to live on somewhere um and not just get shut down with the internet or with the service uh but yeah i that's a it's probably a conversation for a different day but yeah probably (laughs) yeah definitely uh try out hi-fi rush um if you have xbox we said it multiple times pc too give it a shot yep and pc all right, that's all I got. Atlanta, what you been playing? I have been playing, uh, what is it? Pokemon Violet. Okay, it's kind of one of my favorite 
Pokemon games of the recent, like, years. It's so much fun. I love the story, especially uh, whenever you get to, the, like, the final area. It becomes, like, you kind of gather your, uh, kind of like your side quest uh, main characters, and you go and into this, like, giant volcano, dormant volcano area, and you just find, like, all these, like, either prehistoric or futuristic Pokemon, and you find out that the, one of the, spoilers, uh, one of the main, or the side characters, he has, like, uh, his mom or dad, depending on which one you play, passed away a long time ago, and it's just a robot or whatever left, and it just gets into, like, really deep, like, talk, especially whenever, um, one of them, he's trying to make his Pokemon dog feel better by getting all these, like, mystical herbs, and you're just like, oh, he just wants to save his dog, and you're just like, mm, very sad, but I love it, though. It's a fun Pokemon game. I like the open-worldness. I like the, um, how you can actually finally play with other players in the, uh, in the same world. I just wish it'll be, like, an actual, like, online game. Like, you could join other people's world. Like, it'll show up instead of, like, sharing a link code or whatever. But, like, they're almost there. They're almost there. For, like, uh, like, multiplayer stuff. Yeah. I'm sure this is going to come up in game of the year but i and i and i'm gonna play a little bit more of this um like to prep for that conversation i i like this more than i liked pokemon legends yes. uh but but i still feel like i i can i can acknowledge that there are improvements like there, there's definitely and they did try something new you can't fault them you can't fault for all of game freaks fuck-ups, of which there are many. Like, yes. you can't say that, like, they didn't try anything new with this one. They did. They went out on a branch and, and it really changed up the formula. Um, I am curious, like, and this, I'm speaking for myself here, like, how much that change is, like, is really working for me. Because there's, like, a lot of things that, again, that I like. And I, I've heard, I've seen a lot of people say that you know, the story is very good or it surprised them. And to me, at least I'm still pretty early, admittedly. But, you know, to me, it seems like your standard Pokemon quest, too. It's not like anybody has gone, like, deeper in a, in a Pokemon game. And there's only so much I can expect reasonably because these games are, are made just explicitly for children. Not to say that adults can't enjoy them just in case somebody goes after me. But, like, it, it all is... is it's usually the, the the same sort of kid, wake up, go on Pokemon, leave home at 10, go go on a quest. And the cool thing is they do let you, like, have the choice of, like, I guess going on the, the gym journey, the traditional gym journey, or the not gym journey. Like, go, do, go find rocks or some shit. You're going off with some guy to find, like, jewels or something. What are you finding with him? Um... um what do you mean? Like the mystical herbs? Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's not traditional Pokemon. Maybe I need to go try that because I'm doing like the gym stuff right now. And and that seems okay. 
No, um, do the side quests. Do the other two side quests because. Wait, are you are you only playing just the? Are you just doing the? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm doing the gym stuff right now. Yeah, you, you're playing yeah, the you game are. wrong, dog. You need how, to do the side quests. How, like don't don't get so sucked into like just doing one like like doing one task like literally like stay in like an area and like just do do what you can in that area. Like, but like, what though? Like I what am like I they, doing they, in the area? They, well, I mean, you can sort of uh, just spread your time doing like all of the quests. So instead of just doing like all of the gems one by one, uh, do a gym, do whatever. Um, what are they, what are they called uh, Team Star. Like whatever the... Yeah, so do the Team Star stuff. Um, you have, uh, like, these boss Pokemon that you have to go after. So, like, there's, like, different things to do. And then, of course, like, just catching Pokemon. So, like, are you... do you, Are you the type to, to, like, actually catch Pokemon? Do you just look for your Pokemon that, like, you recognize a Pokemon that you think... I, just, I catch whatever. If like, they don't what, have the do you... ball next to their name, like, I, I don't have it, I'll try to catch it. Okay, cool. Okay, so you're, so you're doing that too. So, yeah, like, I I think, for me, this game, I don't know, I feel like I, I, I enjoyed my time with the game, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, of course, there was, like, you know, all of the uh, technical issues well, yeah. with the game that really, like, brought it down for me, but it's a step in the right direction. Like, I would Do give you... it, like, a solid 8, but I'm more biased because I, like, Pokemon games, but I I bounced off of uh, Arceus just because of the Pokedex stuff, honestly. I did not like having to grind for those. Yeah, so this, like, Violet seems... Uh, Scarlet and Violet seem more like the experience I thought I was going to have with Arceus. Like, I didn't stick with Arceus either. I bounced off that, like, after 10 hours, um, if that. And... Because I wasn't interested in... in catching like 20 of the same pokemon like i just wasn't yeah. interested in that so um this seems better but then you all talk about the tech issues and nothing well i did have a hard crash a couple times but like I, just don't play it, online just don't have it in online but see isn't that like kind of fucked though it's like hey don't access this feature because it might kill your game like it, yes game they Freak are the... they are dinosaurs when it comes to like like this is their first what multiplayer game like where you catch pokemon with other players i just of. feel like game freak is gets a pass i i feel like they're getting a they're, like people are grading on a curve that's what it feels like to me when when they're talking <laughs> about this game i know i mean really i think no with, with scarlet, i agree with you with scarlet and violet I, it just feels like they're like hey this fucking feature is broken and actually doesn't work and is, you're liable to lose a save but i still really like this game nine out of ten like i just which I, I somewhat understand. I somewhat get it. But, like, for me, when I play it, I, those shortcomings aren't really overriding the the good time that I'm having. Like, I, it's not a bad game. It's not bad. It is not a bad game. It, so, no, so no, it's funny. So, I, I, I guess I guess I could give y'all a little, like, teaser into the Game of the Year oh, discussion. God. But <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, like, I put... Arceus over. Oh my god, we're gonna have the worst time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I would only put Arceus above uh, Scarlet, or sorry, Violet, just because I like Arceus' art style better, but I much prefer uh, 
Violet. Oh, there is no fucking way we're going to have two Pokemon games on the list. There's no fucking way I'm letting that happen. I'm quitting. I am fucking quitting. Like, there's no fucking way, dude. Like... Okay, all right. No trolling aside, trolling aside. Like you, you're serious. Like you really would put Arceus over Violet and Scarlet. Like, y- yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe let's hold that until that <laughs> discussion. And like I said, like I said, like I said, is a is a, a a teaser of the game of the year. Oh, I feel like he's just being a shit. So I really feel like you're trolling me right now. Like you want to just cause chaos. Um, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, <laughs> But, okay, sorry, Elena, I didn't want to hijack your Pokemon discussion. No, just, you're good. Yeah. Um, those are all valid criticisms, not going to lie, all valid. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to play more. I'm, I'll play more of it. I Because uh, there is some, like, kind of adult topics they kind of go through a little bit, and even some, like, teenager type of issues, like school bullying and stuff like that. Mm. So there are some, like, topics that they do go into, which I do like. Some people don't like Nimona, which is like the kind of like your rival or whatever, but yeah. she's whatever. Yeah, she's a little bit of a stalker, but okay. She's just overly hyped. <laughs> she's overly hyped and overly hyper, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, calm down. I don't think she's really even, she should even be considered a rival. Like, You're like, the main character. You're never the rival to anybody. So, well, like she's no Blue. Like Blue was trying to fuck your life up. Like, no, she's no, she's your hype. She's your hype man. She is hyping you up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the rivals. I mean, this has been a criticism of of the past few games or generations is that like your rivals aren't actually rival ish. Like they're more like like frenemies and and not like someone who wants to actually destroy you. They're friendly. Yeah, friendly. They're they're like friendly. Yeah, friends. yeah. People um, miss like the blues of the yeah. series. Yeah, and I. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not the same. Because, I mean, but then also at the same point, you have people uh, also saying that Pokemon, which they do, um, handhold a lot. And the games mm. just, uh, they get easy. I think so. X and Y did that to a really but, detrimental extreme. Like, yeah, yeah the whole yeah. Cole game. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Really? I thought Sun and Moon did that too much. I didn't play that one. I think Sun and Moon was worse. Because I vaguely remember X and Y because whenever I accessed Pokemon Home, I was like... When did I catch a shiny Ars, uh, externatus? Like, when did I do that? Apparently, I did mm. that in X and Y. Yeah, no, I, I just, did that I in X. I completely slept walk through, uh, slept walk through through X and Y. I barely remember X and Y to be honest. Yeah, I just remember bouncing off of Sun and Moon really hard. Yeah, and Arceus, and then I also played Lover Watch. Which is the very brand new Overwatch 2 uh, dating sim. Which... And that's not in the game, so, right? So, it's not no, in the it was a web browser. If you type in loverwatch.gg, it will take you to the dating sim. And you just have to okay. sign into your Battle.net account so you can get the okay. rewards. And I only is it dated... worth it? That's the question. Okay. <laughs> There's some really fucking meta jokes in here because I sent some pictures through our group chat where some of the messaging or some of your answers can either be very, uh, either very meta. Like, I feel like the, the three answers are, uh, hopeless romantic, like I'm in love. Middle answer is normally your, uh, 
kind of like your uh, let's just be friends type of thing. And mm-hmm. then your last one is, I'm just going to be meta throughout this whole thing. Like, one of them saying, uh, my thousand hours on Overwatch and stuff like that. Let me find the images. Like, some of these answers are hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think the writing in here is very funny. So, when you complete this, you Yeah, get, you tell you her how many hours... So, Hanzo, aka Cupid, asks... Uh, tell me the most impressive thing about you, and the third answer is, I'll tell her how many hours I clocked on Overwatch 2. Like, Genius. Th- there's some pretty funny um, answers, and Mercy asks you, what's your favorite food? And you can either put chocolate or the tears of careless DPS heroes. Like, it's <laughs> we super all, funny. We all know what the correct answer is there. Yes. Um, so you mentioned that there are that there are rewards. Uh, what do you get for completing this? Uh, Valentine's Day cards. Uh, like little like JPEG images of it. Um, you get icons and any skins. No, you have to pay. Of course not. Of course no, not. obviously not. You have to pay nineteen dollars or twenty six dollars to get the bundle. Yeah, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, they did do a an event. I know this isn't on your list, but they did do an event, right, for Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, it's like a mini event, but it's actually really well done. Like the art looks really good, and it's so weird to see flushed Hanzo and Mercy. Hmm. And probably Genji as well. Which I don't even know, because I didn't do the Genji side, I just wanted the Mercy part. But, um, I don't know if Genji is all flushed. Like, they put, like, like, him blushing, like, over his metal mask. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but it's, it's very funny. It's very, uh, like, a silly dating sim that I like. Hey, I, it's cool that they that that they did something like that. They gave peop, the people what they want: the ability <laughs> to date G- Mercy or Genji. That is so true. I went on a best date with Mercy. I even changed my name to Farah, and Farah was even mentioned, but by her real name, <laughs> which is kind of meta. Yeah, nice. Because nice. you kind of meet uh kind of like your mentors, like Mercy in her storyline. There's uh Anna. Like, you go yeah. see Anna, and then in Genji's, I believe you meet Zenyatta. Oh, okay. okay. So, kind of cool. interesting. I liked it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I don't know when it leaves or is I think disabled, it's the 28th? 28th? I okay. think. Some, sometime next week. Okay. Cool. I will have to check that out before it leaves. Oh, you should get the Genji one. So, whenever we uh, queue up... It could be those annoying uh, Mercy Genji, even <laughs> though we both even though we both play support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. Cool. Well, thanks, Alana. Thank you, um, Chris. What you been playing? All right. So, um, you know, I, I've played some of the things that you guys talk about. Um, I just want to highlight this one game, um, just based on time. I had another game, but I could talk about it next week. Um, is this game is called Ruins Mag- Magus Magus Ruins okay. Magus, and is developed by a small Japanese uh, development team called Character Bank. There's like five people working on this game, and it's essentially 
you're a JRPG in, in VR. Um, you are pretty much going through like this linear story, um, and you're playing as a uh, a wizard who I, I guess comes across this like town where like there's like this dungeon that uh, they have like these guardians that are protecting some sort of like it's a your typical JRPG like shenanigans. I I'm not really following too much of the story. It's, it's more so the, the <laughs> gameplay that's pretty cool. So uh, in this, since you're playing as a mage, you're with one hand you're um, Essentially, you essentially have like a mega buster where you can make take like you know like the little pellet shots, or you could like charge your. Um, it's like a magic gauntlet that pretty much you could change like it's like attributes of like your charge shot, but then also do like different uh, have like different magical hmm. attacks. So um, it's it's that's the that's the gist of the game. Like, uh- Oh yeah, the anime <laughs> aesthetic of this. Like I was looking at the uh, video of this as you were going over like what this is about, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just amazing to me that in these VR environments, like they really can replicate um, certain art styles and 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 uh, make you feel like you're a part of them. I haven't played it myself, but uh, it seems like it's cool. Uh, this seems like something I would I would dust off the old. Oh well, shit! It's only on two, I guess. Quest two. Well, I cannot play this then. Oh uh, shoot! Yeah. Is it? Yeah. At this point, um, they've officially stopped support on. I Oculus did not One. know that. Damn. Yep. So yeah, so you can pick this up on Oculus two and on Steam VR, I believe. Um, but yeah, I you know I I picked up my my VR headset. Uh, over, I guess, like the Christmas break, and just sort of like realized I just have like a ton of games that I haven't really played, uh, and they're just sort of just like they're just sitting around. Like I'll catch them on sale, and um, yeah, so I, like I'm actually going through a bunch of games. I'm going through, so I went through. The, I'm still playing through this one. Um, another game I'm playing is Cosmonius High, which is made by the people that made like Vacation Simulator mm-hmm. and everything. What? Um, yeah, at a high school. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. Um, I want to pick up, uh, was it Into the Radius? But I, but like to to me at some point, I felt like I was playing too many shooters on the, on the VR. Hmm. I think, yeah. So this, that's what sort of stuck out for this one. Um, that, you know, it wasn't, I mean, technically I'm still shooting things, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, like just being able to like be in like like these like battle arenas. I guess it's more so like just a arena, uh, arena shooters and it's like arena shooter dungeon mm-hmm. crawler type of yeah. game. I don't think I've heard of that actually. Um, it sounds familiar, but I, I it's I'm looking at it now. I, I don't think I've I've seen this or I haven't uh, played it. Yeah, I mean it's when you when you see it in the store, it's like okay, it's like a, it's like it's an anime game. Um, it's, I, I really feel like there's like a certain crowd that will play like these JRPGs. So I think that's why, that's why a lot of people haven't really heard too much of this game. Damn. Hello. Hello. Sorry. I, yep. There oh, we go. On. Okay. I don't know what happened there. Uh, that was really weird. What, uh, if you were talking for the past five seconds, I did not catch it. 
Oh yeah, no. So I mean, that's 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 pretty much all I got for the game. Do you guys have any? Like you said, you you, you pulled up like a video. Do you have any questions about it? No, I just haven't. It, it looks really neat. I I just I haven't I haven't played it myself yet. Um, but it sounds cool. I mean, these battle arena games are are I feel like really popular. This is into the radius, right? Uh. No. Uh, oh, Ruins Magnus. Ruins Magnus. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, okay. So that when I was watching the video on Ruins Magnus, yeah, that or Magus, I guess Magus. Um, they, yeah, yeah it, it did kind of give me the the battle arena vibes. Um, there was another there was another game that came out maybe last year or the year before that. Um, it was like a sword and sandals game almost with like monsters or goblins or whatever that seemed like it was pretty successful um i don't think i had heard the term like arena battler like in this in the vr space until that um the Mm -hmm. the thing that sticks out to me about the ruins game is like it's certainly the art style and the music apparently is really really good um i'm seeing people talk about that uh people do I know you said you weren't following the story, but people have praised that as well. So that's just nice to get a, an experience like that in VR that feels more like a glorified uh, or feels more than a glorified tech demo or something. Yeah. And like, it's it like the main hub world. It really feels like it's a, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's really you just like being in front of a mm-hmm. menu. Um, but like I said, like this game is only really, developed by like five people so like everything that they were able to do with this game like it's it's, it's that's really impressive you know, pretty great yeah it's really impressive but yeah that's that's all i've been playing nice so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode yo i i am I'm, I'm excited that we're doing these again because when i say it's it's a different type of energy that like I'm tired. It's been a long day, but like doing these things, like doing, like recording this episode, uh, like just talking about video games is always something that I could like, I could mm-hmm. do even. So thank you for, thank you for listening. Oh, there we go. Oh, we're good. Right. Yeah. Yep. You guys hear I, it? Oh, no, I cannot. I cannot hear okay. the music, but it's okay. It's probably going. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So with that, guys, uh, please like, review, give us five stars on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate us. It helps us with the algorithms. And uh, we will catch you guys hopefully next week with that Game of the Year episode. Yes. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Catch y'all next time. Peace.